Hello. Good morning, everyone. This is Reading with Finest. I am Finest. I'm reading an African myths of origin to you. I feel like I've been reading them for forever, but I'm okay with that. They could be never ending. I would enjoy myself. Let them be. <clears throat> I'm sure there are so many stories to be told. Um, follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram to see illustrations of mine. Do, 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 do. What else? Hey, 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 read every day. If not, then you're at the right place because I will read for you. Let's get this whole thing started. Today's story is Mambe's um, um, Umbai's Umbabe's pregnancy. Last episode, we found out that, you know, Ilya, who is Yudame's son, how he named all the animals by crying and running from them in fear. So this is the pregnancy of his wife. Let's see how that worked after he's done running. All right. Ilya and Mbabe, Mbabe eventually returned to his village and Mbabe became pregnant. So they got there. Her appetite vanished. Try what he might. Ilya could not get her to eat. But one day, a bird flying over the village dropped something, and Mbabe picked it up and took it to her husband. Tell me, Ilya, what is this? It is called a safu nut. If you cook it in water, it becomes soft and good to eat. Mbabe cooked the safu nut and ate it. She found it delicious, and her appetite returned. But all she wanted to eat was more safu nuts. She even began to sing love songs to the hornbill that had dropped the fruit. Ilya realized he would have to go and get her some safu nuts. He waited until the hornbell flew by again and asked him where he had found the nut. The hornbill said that though a bird might easily get a the nut, a human would find it def- difficult. Ain't that the truth? The, tr- the tree stood in Susa's land and was carefully guarded. Ilya assembled his household and told them what he was about to do. Rather than let his wife sing love songs to a hornbill, he w- he would get her the fruit. If they saw the horn in the shade house filled with blood, they would know he had run into trouble and was dead. He told them other signs as well. Then he took several baskets and left. After some travel, he came to the safu nut tree, which was guarded by a man called Fitty Fit who was covered with sores and boils. Ignoring him, Ilya climbed the tree and quickly filled his basket with safu nuts. Throw me some nuts, called fit But Ilya simply pelted him with unripe nuts, hitting his sores. fit then gave the alarm and Susu's village assembled with their weapons to capture the thief. Ilya sang a song of challenge, but then nimbly leaped down and ran away before they could catch him. So Ilya. When he got home, Mumbe was delighted and devoured the safu nuts. As soon as they were all gone, she again began to weep and sing her love song to the hornbill who had brought her the first safu nuts. Ilya picked up his basket and returned to safu tree. Oh, she gonna be singing to a bird. She need to be singing to me. I'm sure is what he was saying. I gotta go up this tree, throw nuts at people with boils. Ugh, life is hard. And then run away. 
Anyways, he exchanged words with with Fifty Feet and climbed into the tree. Fifty Feet gave the alarm. Then the villagers assembled and spread their nuts around the tree. Their nets. Then they sent the Bonjimba bird to fly up and knock the man out of the tree. But Ilya threw a nut at it and knocked it to the ground. Then Ilya made a flying leap outside the circle of the nets and escaped. This happened many times. Bumbumbe would eat the nuts as soon as Ilya brought them home and then weep. Sounds like drug addiction. Maybe it was some type of drug. Ilya would make his way to the tree, collect more nuts, and then escape the the guardians. If they came too close to him, he would pull out his little bell and call down thunder and lightning on them before leaping out of the circle of nets. Finally, the caterpillar bird told Susu that they must change their strategy if they wish to catch Ilya. They must creep up quietly on him while he was still in the tree and then guide his fall into their nets. Meanwhile, the turtle, who is well known as a clever trickster, had de- had devised his own plan. He noted that the nets made of woven vines used by all others failed to catch Ilya, and so he made some nets of banana fiber, which is weak and flimsy. The other villagers laughed at him. He also went off and dug a pit in the area where he had noticed Ilya usually escaped. Over the pit, he strung his banana net. The next day, Ilya came to steal Safu nuts for his pregnant wife. They put the plan into action. Fitifit alerted them quietly, then all crept up in silence and surrounded the tree. Then Susu gave the signal. The guanaflo flew up to knock Ilya out of the tree. But Ilya simply threw an overripe nut at the fowl and it spattered the bird with white marks, which it bears to this day. Oh. Uh, other birds also flew up, and but Ilya held them off with a barrage of nuts. Finally, the blue pheasant darted under his missile and succeeded in striking the man, and both of them fell from the tree. But then Ilya vanished into the bushes. He was not in the nets they had str- stretched. They were looking here and there, perplexed, when they heard a, a cry from a distant way. It was the turtle calling that he had captured their prey. They did not believe him, but the turtle continued to shout. And so some of the Sunsu men wandered over. There they found that Ilya had fallen into the turtle's trap and was lying uh, pierced by the stake which the turtle had planted in the pit. They took the, uh, up the body and bore it before Father Susu. They said that they had captured and killed Ilya. When the turtle tried to break into the circle and say that it was his trap, they had captured and killed the thief. They pushed him away. He could not be heard. If you killed him, said Father Susu, then you should cut him up. The four men tried to butcher the body, but they failed. Their knives had no effect on the remains of Ilya. Then the turtle came in carrying a sharpened wooden paddle. Let me try. He called, and since the others obviously could not do the job, he was allowed to proceed. Almost instantly, he reduced the carcass to pieces. The people acclaimed him as the slayer of Ilya. The signs of Ilya had foretold became manifest in his village. His sister, Ignagi, came crying that the stream had risen beyond its banks. A rope 
had he had coiled had unrolled the monkeys who sat in the trees over the villages had began to weep and cry and then a woman came from the shade house in the village to say that the horn had filled with blood Ilya's entire household went into a tumult of weeping and mourning tearing their hair tearing their hair in their lemoning lemoning Igna went to Mambe, who was sitting in front of their house, unmoved. Why are you not weeping? Your husband went off in danger only to get to only to get food for you, your special appetite, and now he has died in the venture, and you sit there while all the others are weeping. You should be mourning. You ate the fruit. The price of that fruit was his life. Why are you not weeping? I cannot weep, said Mambe. I feel the pains of labor. Dun dun dun. So, Mumbumbi looks like she's having her baby, which gives the prelude to tomorrow's episode of the birth of Lilanja. I wonder who's who's that. Who knows? Come come tomorrow and find out. Uh, yes. Hey hey hey. Read every day. If you don't, I'm here to read for you. I like that. It was very suspense. That was very suspenseful. I think I might have something to do with that more often, you know, read a story and like stop halfway through. Well, we'll see. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening. This is Reading with Finance. Follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram. Today's the day. Yeah.